Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We are excited about uh, today where I get to talk to two power couples and uh, uh, we are we are just excited about this uh, talk today. So uh, as we're getting started, you all come on in. I got a series of questions that we're going to be proposing to them and uh, that you all have asked me about relationships for our new podcast. We call it the Relationship Boot Camp uh, uh, podcast. And um, we're going to have a great discussion with two couples that I just admire. Uh, they both serve on my marriage power team. And uh, I'm telling y'all, these are some powerful couples. So we're excited. So as you all are coming in, say something. Let me know that you're on. Hit those shares. Hit those likes. Tag somebody. Tell them that we are here. We are ready to get started. And uh, as you know, I'm your host, Pastor Will. Last week, we had a powerful discussion with our men. Um, and uh, I think I got a, a, a special guest coming on next week. Uh, uh, she's a pastor, a business owner, and a, a podcaster, a author, and we're going to be talking with another special guest next week. But this week, y'all, this week, I am excited about these uh, um, uh, two couples. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and have you all introduce yourself. Uh, so let's start with the Owens. Why don't you all introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit of, about what you do. Okay. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Sonya Owens. Um, I'm married to, I passed, call him the hype man. Um, <laughs> we've been married now 26 years. 26, 26 years. Um, we, have, we have four children. I currently work at the city of Durham um, as, as an executive assistant in the finance department. And I've been there for um, 12 years. I'm uh, Leandris Owens. I'm a deacon right here at the church. And uh, they call me the hype man, but honestly, <coughs> honestly, I'm going to tell you all this right here. I'm actually praising God. Mm. <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> That's just reaping the benefits. When you see me, <laughs> uh, praise for the anointing and the word coming off of that pulpit, uh. off of his lips. I'm giving God the praise and he's reaping the benefits. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. What do you do, man? Your business owner. Oh, I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a painting contractor. We are, we do residential painting inside and outside of folks' homes. Um, we have four children, like my wife said. Two of them just moved back in. And all I got to say is thank God for conflict resolution with two moving back in. All right. <laughs> Very good. Very Thank's good. Uh, that may, maybe that'd be a topic we'll talk about a little bit later. Amen. Uh, let's uh, talk to Jerron and uh, Tedra. Does Jerron know his, his hat is on backwards? <laughs> <laughs> he a gangster, Pastor. You ain't know that. <laughs> I didn't know he was a gangster. I thought he was a corporate professional. <laughs> I digress. Does his corporate job know he a gangster? <laughs> gangster on the slide, Pastor Dick. <laughs> exactly. And uh, uh -oh, they didn't froze on me. Uh-oh. Uh, are you all there? Y'all froze on me a little bit. Can you hear me? Uh, I hear you, but you're now your uh, talk is on. Go ahead and, and just try to get started. Introduce yourself. Hopefully, we'll get you back up. Okay. Uh, Jerron Cook, um, Tedra Cook, been married for seven years on yesterday, actually. 
Um, oh, we congratulations, have, awesome. <laughs> um, blended, blended family. We have a uh, 50-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. Um, been a part of VPF. Honestly, I, I think I've lost count, but if my son is 15, it's probably been about 13 years to 14 years. Um, I work for the State Employees Credit Union. I'm a vice president. Wow. Okay. Amen. Uh, Tedra? Um, I am a social worker by trade. I work for Durham County. I am a supervisor within Child Welfare Services. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited about having you all on today. And uh, those of you that are streaming with us, we certainly appreciate you all. And um, as we are getting started today, if you all have any questions, y'all feel free to um, uh, ask um, any questions that you may have today of this couple. So the the premise of today's talk is two becoming one, two becoming one. And um, um, both of these couples serve on our marriage power team. And I think that they are just a powerful couple. And uh, I think we're going to have a great discussion talking with them. So as we're getting started today, let me just uh, uh, ask you all how you all got together. Uh, let's start with the cooks. How did you all connect? Well, um, I'll take that one. When we met, I believe it was almost like a blind date. So we had a mutual friend um, and she. In our lives at that particular. And uh, she said, you know, what? I, I believe you're single. You told me that before. I have this young lady that I want you to meet. The crazy thing about our relationship is I believe that she was trying to hook me up with her cousin. <laughs> at the time and she's also a twin <laughs> okay. so i don't know how i ended up with she introduced me to this particular twin but we met through a mutual person okay awesome and how about you all um sonia uh you want to take you want to take he it called your name. i know okay so <laughs> we kind of were introduced twice we dated somewhat in high school, but during that time, his dad was really strict. So it was merely telephone dating, called on the phone and things of that nature. Yeah. Then I, my, my senior year, um, he was driving, <laughs> he was driving past my house. I was standing on the porch. He stopped, pulled in the driveway. We started talking some kind of way. He broke ended up broke, he broke my necklace and oh. Yeah. I had to bring it back. So he had to bring it back and he never left. So here we are, <laughs> six plus years later. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I was leaving a girl house named Sonya. Uh, yes. He <laughs> <laughs> was leaving another girl. This was right, just, down the street. right down the street. Just left yeah. her house and went right down to her house. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Looks like the cooks have frozen. Um, let's see if we can get them to log off and log back in. Maybe we can okay. get them back on. Um, I don't know if, um, yeah, they went out. So hopefully they'll come back on. Uh, but, uh, we certainly appreciate you all for being on. And, um, I certainly appreciate you all. Um, 
as, as we get started here, let me look at uh, a few of the questions that we have gotten over the time, and, and we're going to jump in on some of these and uh, going to hear from you all. Um, <clears throat> uh, some of the things that I wrote down here uh, from different people is find a reason to stay, uh, not a reason to leave. Um Let's see here. Some other things that relate to relationship. Learning how to uh, improve. Let me go back. So I'm just going to run through some of the people that are asking questions over the time. And those of you that are streaming, if you want to put a question in the chat for me or the couples here, please do so. This is called How Does Two Become One? How to Deal with Difficult Family Members. In-laws have been a major issue in some of my counseling. Uh, conflict resolution, that's a conflict between each other. I think the Owens talked about uh, children, grown children. How do you deal with that? Dating, uh, let's see here, dealing with differences in communication styles. Um, somebody put down here, relationship survival skills, blended families. Uh, we do have a couple on that can help us with that. And uh, we may or may not get into workplace. All of you all are either business owners or work in corporate America and uh, loving someone through their struggles. So let's open up, guys, by talking. Uh, we have uh, a seven-year couple. So this is great. And a 27, 26-year couple. So let's talk about conflict and how we've gotten through it to this point. Um, let's let's start with um, the cooks. You all, I, I've been very impressed with your training and your teaching that you all do at the boot camp. And you all said something about how every time there's a boot camp, uh, how that helps you and blesses you, your own relationship. So I'll let you all open up with talking about conflict and how it's gotten you all to this point. I'll start. I'll say um, something that I realized as a, a person, a, a husband, um, going into this marriage is it's going to always be there, you know, um, and just having strategic ways of dealing with it. So once I realized that conflict was going to continue to happen, I believe that's what blessed me. I think mm. going into the marriage, you think it's going to be, you know, a Cinderella story, but literally it's going to be the exact opposite at times. So realizing that the conflict is there is, isn't going anywhere. We had to develop a plan. Amen. All right. Uh, you want to jump in on that Tidra? Yeah, I agree. Um, you definitely have to have, have to have a plan. I don't think I came in with the skills I needed to understand how to resolve conflicts. Um, in a marriage, in a relationship in general, it was never something that was like, you know, taught to me or something that I, I learned how to do. So it was really like learning as you go along. Um, and that's why the the boot camps were so beneficial for us because we didn't have training on this. We were just figuring out as we go. And the way that we were doing it was not helpful in the beginning because both of us like to withdraw. And then oh, if wow. one of us does come back to it, it, it was typically me. Um, <laughs> but I didn't always come back to it in the appropriate way. So. Amen. <laughs> the wrong emotion. <laughs> so I guess recognizing that there is a problem, there is going to be a problem. That's the first step. 
Okay. I like that. And uh, in my, in, and you all have said, in on some of my boot camps, even participated. That's one of the first steps that I tell couples about conflict is recognition. You got to recognize the conflict. You got to recognize what emotions it invokes on you, what buttons it push, uh, what your reactions are, because until you identify something, you cannot heal it. You cannot restore it. You cannot repair it. You cannot fix it. And so that's one of the keys that you said. You have to come to resolution that this is going to be with us. The Bible says it is impossible, but that offenses will occur. And I've, I, that, that's really a good place that I have been. But let me hear the uh, um, Owens talk about this because Leandris has been saying, you know, I thank God we haven't had conflict in four months and, and all of this. I told, I told Sonia to blink your eyes if you are hostile. <laughs> blink your eyes three times if, if Leandris gets you over there locked down. Out, ain't nobody fighting. You better not say nothing. <laughs> Oh my God, that was so hilarious last night. I could not get to the buttons. <laughs> I couldn't find my buttons on the phone. But I mean, he's he's absolutely right. I'm and killing it. I okay. <laughs> so I have said, you know, at multiple at numerous boot camps that I really credit not only this ministry, but the boot camps in particular for saving our marriage. Mm. Because for those who are there who don't know, but many have heard our, our story that when we came, the marriage was pretty much, you know, it was a train wreck. It was completely off the wheels. It was broken. Um, I was not in the home at the time. And we were at each other constantly. Uh, like, like as Tidra said, um, and Gerard, <laughs> with these skills, we weren't taught, you know, so we came in with these preconceived misconceptions of marriage and we think, you know, he's going to be the knight in shining armor and he's thinking I'm going to be home every day when you come into the door, you know, with the glass of wine, with the heels on or whatever it is with the plate of food. So on. none of that <laughs> happened on either front. Um, so it was coming to the boot camps and um, getting the training and the teaching and, uh, and being intentional. And I think that's the key, being intentional about applying the principles that we're learning and making sure that we have the right emotion. And if we don't to, you know, put it on pause. So just putting it into practice and it's a continuous thing. It's constantly. It we got always. Here, it. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that really impressed me with you, Leandris, is that when, you know, you all got the toolkit, which we encourage couples to get it. It's five books, five workbooks. But when I would meet with you all, you would bring your book and I could see where you didn't highlight it. You didn't wrote notes. You got tags. I mean, you take this stuff seriously. It's not like just a little cute book that I got. But I was you know, it, 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 It's like you'd be like, OK, mm, all right. And then and I know he was serious because Jerron, he would send me text messages. <laughs> Pastor, did you know this it was on page? Five. And I'd be like, I'm the one that wrote it. And he asked me if I know it was in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but but Leandris, tell us about that journey. Because the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Oh my God. Most of us get married thinking love is gonna take us through. Mm -hmm. mm. That's the biggest problem. We think love is gonna take us through. But uh and conflict is conflict is just a disagreement between a person or a group of people. And here's the key when I looked up the definition. It says for a long time. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> we have not been able to come to agreement for a long time. Mm. So when the, the reason why I'm so excited about everything is because I've been trusting and believing God for 25 years. I've been waiting on the Lord to deliver me for 25 years. Mm. So I didn't give up because um, I just believed in his word. I just believe what he said. Um, you know, there's a scripture I really believe in because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, will I deliver him? I believe that. So I'm like, Lord, well, apparently, and I used to always tell my wife this in the, in the midst of problems. I said, apparently, we just haven't found the right church. We just haven't found the right uh, pastor. We just haven't found the right knowledge. But then once I came into the course and I remember the very first boot camp, I remember the very first mm. boot camp, the very first boot camp, what got me the most was not all of the teaching but it was what was being said at the end the little small nuggets it was two of them the first one was um and this messed me up for two weeks it took me actually two weeks to, for this to settle in me you said leandris if your wife doesn't change what is your plan what do you want to do mm-hmm. now that messed me up because i never had a thought process in my mind that i would have to live like this for the rest of my life so then after about two weeks, it hit me of what you was trying to get us to see. You you can't change her. Mm-hmm. You may be able to influence her, but you, you can't change her right now. So the, the mm-hmm. question is, what are you going to do to make the proper adjustment? So once I got that and understood what Gerard said, that conflict and drama is going to always be with us like the wind in the ocean. It's never going away. Mm-hmm. The wind is always going to be blowing. It's going to blow hard sometimes. It's going to blow soft sometimes. But once you understand that, then you now understand that you have to have a plan and you have to have knowledge on conflict and what it is. Conflict is popping up all the time, Pastor Nichols, like pop quizzes. Mm -hmm. All the time. Every time you run into a person, get ready for a pop quiz. Mm -hmm. Because now you got to figure out how you're going to handle this situation right here. The second thing you said in there was, um, if it doesn't work the first time, try it again. Mm -hmm. It took us a whole year mm-hmm. to get this thing under our belt where it settled us down. Because that first year, uh, it was rough. It was, it was rough. Because I'm trying it and she's trying it and it's not working. It was frustrating. You know, one of my biggest challenges, and and um Jaron, I used to get frustrated because I would bring these couples in and I would share this knowledge, and they would just look like they was like it was like they had glass eyes. It wasn't penetrating. And I would say the same thing I'm saying to uh, to the Owens, and I, I, I'm so grateful to have you all on here as a testimony. But it was like, I would say these things, and it was like, they ain't trying to hear that. No, you're going to fix her. No, you're going to change Jim. And, and then I had people literally just stop coming because what they were coming for is, Tidra, you the problem. You the problem, teacher. And pastor, I need you to fix this woman. God, I'm sending her back because the warranty is invalid. It ain't working. Lord, you come get this dude because you know what? This is a lemon and I can stop with it for a year and I need a replacement. And that's what people come to my counseling with that mentality. And I try my best to disabuse them of it. And it, and I was like, and I get frustrated. I get like Joshua. What was it? Was it uh, uh, Jeremiah? Lord, I'm through. Amen. I, I ain't I ain't doing this no more. These ninjas ain't getting it anyway. I put on these boot camps, these marriage retreats. I wrote all these books. 
and I said, forget all about it. And then every now and again, God will give me a testimony like you guys. And so, so Tidra, talk to me. And you're also a professional in dealing with, uh, you know, the soul. Talk to me about how our emotions get in the way and maybe some personal experiences, because you're right. We teach this stuff, but when it hits home and you and you and your feelings, it's a whole different story. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Come on, T. Talk to him. Talk to him, T. <laughs> that emotional alcohol, it will get you in trouble every time. <laughs> and it's, it's so important. And what we've learned at the boot camp is that you have to take a moment. Like, you can't address issues when you are hot and heavy in the moment. You're not going to get any resolution. Nobody's going to hear the other person because you're so focused on getting your point out and getting them to hear what you're saying. And on their end, they're doing the same thing. So what you have is everybody's talking, but nobody's being heard. Nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. And so in our, in our um, relationship, we've, we've experienced that many times at the last boot camp, we shared, um, you know, a recent conflict we had where it was dealing with parenting styles and how we were different. And I mean, we were going at it. <laughs> Um, you know, trying to come to a resolution about, you know, what, who, who do it the best, what's the best way to go about it. Um, but at the end of the day, we really had to take a moment because in that moment we were doing that and Kaylee was sitting right there. And so at that point, like we were just focused on getting our points out and weren't even considering the fact that she was sitting there listening to us go back and forth. Mm. Um, we were that focused in it. And so we really had to, I know I reflected afterwards and had to take a moment and say, and I apologize to Kayla. I was like, mommy and daddy is sorry for doing that because she, you know, she was saying, yesterday I heard y'all and y'all were talking. And, and I was like, well, no, we're sorry for doing that. Um, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have, you know, talked like that in front of you. But you really have to be mindful. Um, your children are watching you, others are watching you. And so you have to get this thing right. Um, and I think what we learned from that is really taking a moment to take a break, however long you need to to really figure out how to come back to it so that each person can get their point out and be heard um, and come to some some kind of compromise. Awesome. You, your picture is froze, but we can still hear you. So if you all get disconnected, we'll just wait on you. But I, you know, I'm sitting here, Jerron, picturing Kaylee, you telling her to sit down and she sit down and then uh, TJ say, stand up. And so she stand back up, sit down, <laughs> stand up. Y'all ain't working with me. Amen. <laughs> but, but that is the challenge that we have with these conflicts because by nature, we're different. By design, we're different. Males are different than females. Females are different than males. I mean, it is what it is. It is who we are. And the issue is how do we deal with this? How do we uh, uh, deal with these differences? And the most important thing that both of you are hit on is stop trying to fix the other person Amen. and embrace. You know, on Sunday, I talked about God gave Adam a help mate, not a happy mate. 
uh, not somebody who's going to make you happy, but somebody yeah. that's going to help you. And and that to me, you know, in, in my own personal struggles, has been one of my biggest challenges because I, you know, I say, okay, Lord, you've given me this and, and I'm struggling with it in my own home, but, but I still rest on it because I know that it is real. I know that it's truth. I know this, what God says. And, and the reason why when, 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 um, when what happened in my home happened, uh, God said, don't stop this. And Leandra, you don't, you don't remember this, but you were one of my, I know you say that you just praising God, but well, you can, you can, well, two things can be true. You can be a praiser and a hype man at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. But you encouraged me. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, Lord, what am I going to do? Um, because one of the biggest challenges we run into is how do you teach something if people feel like, well, it ain't working for you. Mm. Um, and, and, I, and, and God says, well, you teach about me every Sunday and everybody don't get saved. Mm. 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 Amen. Uh, people know the truth and uh, they come, some get saved and then they leave. They change their mind. And he said, there's no difference. And one of the things that you did, Leandris, that really helped me, uh, uh, you said, Pastor, we can't stop doing this. Cannot. Uh, and I was like, I didn't know how I was going to be able to do it. I don't know where I was going to be able to do it. I don't know. You know, I know people was talking and all mm -hmm. of this stuff. But God had me to hold on. You know, the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away. People going to come. People going to go. You're going to be who you're going to be. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. But my word is truth. Amen. My Amen. word is truth. And and my 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 passion has been, how do I get people to hold on to truth? Hold on to truth. So let's talk about our kids for a little bit. We got some grown kids and we've got some, we got some blended family. And uh, the cooks, I don't know if y'all done froze on me again or not. Uh, we can hear you. Okay, y'all can hear me. Good, good. Because I would love to first talk about blended families, and then I want to talk about grown kids <laughs> families. Because uh, I got grown kids, and I God gave me a technique on how to deal with my grown kids, but I, I I've never had a blended family situation. So um, y'all talk to me because now there's another parent involved in. Boy, the cooks got a great testimony. I hope it's still true, but uh, they uh, y'all ever seen that show called Modern Family? Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, with, with different types of families. So, cooks, y'all talk to us about blended families and baby mamas and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if I can go back just a little bit, I believe it's very important to understand the purpose of your marriage. You know, the conflict is going to be there. So many different things are going to come in. But I think it's very important to understand the reason that God brought you guys together. Now, we have various reasons um, that we've identified that God has given us as a couple and a plan for our marriage. But one of them is being a blended family. I have mm -hmm. a um, son. He, he was born shortly after I graduated college. He's now 15 years old. And I ended up meeting Tedra. And um, our quick testimony is that my personal situation wasn't the best at first as it relates to me and my son's mother. And I wanted to heal that and I wanted to move forward because I knew that I, God had plans for, you know, me being married. So I had a, a, a conversation with God. I said, Lord, I, I need help. 
I can't do this on my own. This is a terrible situation for everybody involved. Um, and so, again, just like everybody else has said here today, uh, because of the teachings that I've learned under this ministry, I quickly realized that it was important to win people. So I believe the sh a shift happened at that moment where I my, my job was to win my son's mother. My mm. job was to win my yeah. girlfriend at the time um, to get them on my team because I, I felt that I was here from God. And once you can once you are following God's plan and we win people over, I think everything else is to fall in place because this is what he's given us. Now, we have a blended family as it relates to biological kids. But honestly, if you look in your, in your household, if you look uh, in your immediate family members, blended can mean anything. You can mm. have a spouse that pals, uh, passes away. You can adopt a child. Um, it, it's very various uh, meanings to the word blended. So I think it's very important for us to stand and, and build this platform because we all may find ourselves in a situation as you know that we've gone through. Wow. Amen. 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 You know, the one thing that blessed me was Tedra, you talking about how you and um um the the baby mama, how did you all have come together? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it was um, and I have to correct Jerron a lot. Like he said, he had kind of, you know, prayed and you know, worked that out before he even brought me into the picture. Like he was very strategic and clear about, you know, how how that happened, when we met, what it, you know, what it would look like, making sure we both were comfortable. Um, but we we when we did meet, it was seamless. I'm I consider myself a friendly person. We met up at a, a neutral spot, um, and from there was never any animosity. Still to this day, I've never had any issues with her. Um, we get along fine. She, you know, we can talk to each other about the kids. She even assists with like, you know, keeping Kaylee for us. Sometimes we keep her daughter cause Chris has another sister on his mom's side. So she, her daughter comes to our house. Um, everyone is really gets along really well. So, um, I do have to give Jerron credit for putting in the work for that um, before I even came into the picture. Um, so it was it was pretty easy. The only other thing I'll add to that is, uh, like we've learned under you, Pastor, um, like I said, we have to win people, number one. But what if the person doesn't change, in, even in the blended situation, what do you do? My advice is you keep doing what you've been doing. Amen. I feel that if you are living in a certain spot where you're angry all the time. I'm mad at this person. I've now given this person rule over yeah. me. They have control over me. So you have to release yourself of that. Um, and so you can move forward. So that's what we, we've done. And we're in a great place now. And we are, we say this all the time. We're really trying to push it forward, but we are working on that blended family book. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you don't need to be at my book, uh, uh, at my book writing workshop on Saturday. I thought that little commercial in. Uh, this Saturday, I got a book writing workshop. Anybody that's got a book on the inside of them and you don't know how to get it out and you don't want to spend 10,000. Uh, uh, one brother told me, he said, pastor, you could have saved my friend $10,000. Wow. They paid somebody $10,000 to help them write their book. I was like, trust mm. me, you can do that yourself. Yeah. But, uh, um, but let, let's talk about these grown kids kids. My, my daughter, I'm a granddaddy now, and uh, my daughter is, uh, uh, I just love my little girl, my little granddaughter. <laughs> and uh, my son, um, he's doing his thing. And um, so it's one thing to have parenting challenges, but it's another thing 
to say, okay, now our kids are grown. You know, that's one thing I always tell couples who are struggling with different parenting styles. Just take a deep breath. They're going to be gone. <laughs> you know, some people just get so, ah, he done it. She did. I said, listen, you ain't got but two more years. Thinking ready to go to <laughs> Just take a deep breath. <gasps> if it don't change, just count down. One year, nine months. One year, eight months. Just hold your breath. <laughs> Allow yourself to go crazy over different parenting styles if you can't come together. Now, when they Ooh. come back home and, and that part. So, so I, I need y'all to hear me on this. The most important thing you can do with your grown kids is don't treat them like your kids. Okay, y'all didn't like that. Mm. I didn't like that. Uh, like that. Don't treat them like the like the little kids you raise. Mm -hmm. Treat them like they your best friends' kids, who now living in New York, and those best friends have just moved to kids have moved to the area, and you're gonna let them stay with you for six months to a year. How would you treat that best friend's child? Because that's the way you have to treat grown kids. Y'all trying to still parent these kids. They grown. You didn't already did your parenting. All you can do is be their uncle now, their auntie, their best friend's mamas. I said, don't treat grown kids like you trying to raise them. They already done. They done put up with your mess for, for, for 18 years. Uh, uh, you know, they got you for 18 years. Now you got to treat them like they grown, like they're your best friend's grown kids. You set your rules, but you can't parent. You got to treat them like they grown folks. So all of that being said, Leandris, I know that was probably something new I threw on you, but uh, uh, tell us about your challenges with uh, uh, raising grown kids who have come back into the home. So, Pastor, before he gets started, I, I have to share this because when we were sitting in one of our sessions with you and you shared that very information with us, as he was sitting there all dignified and quiet, of course, you know, once we got in the car, he was like, you know what? I don't know about all that. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? That ain't going to work in my house. You that can't is not what's You can't on. believe everything you hear. Tanya, <laughs> next Sunday, just blink your eyes real hard. I know what's going on. Just... But <laughs> it, it truly has been a challenge. And the biggest thing, one of the biggest things in our relationship that has been an issue, an ongoing issue, and probably in something that we're still working on, is our parenting style. Mm -hmm. We came from two totally different backgrounds. Um, <laughs> I pretty... <laughs> I'm sorry, I chuckled because I pretty much raised myself. And I mean and I mean it in this sense. My sister raised the three up under her because my mom worried and my dad wasn't in the house. Then after she got married and left, then I was left to raise my younger sister, which was almost four years younger than me. And at the time my sister left, I was in the sixth grade. Mm. So it was almost like I became an instant parent, so to speak. So I had no boundaries. I had no rules, no more than the ones I set for myself, right? Zero. So when I met him, he had, you know, the family, the mother, the father, and and, and I had to be siblings, in the house at 12 o'clock. And they ate together, you know, they watched TV together, they did things together. I didn't know anything about that. 
we didn't do that in my house. We didn't eat together. We we no, none of that. Conflict. So that that and I think that when the kids came and so he was very militant, you know, do it this way. And it was no deviation. There was no room for grace in this house when it came to this man and parenting. Don't believe that. And I'm like, come on, baby. Can we at least? No, they can't come in at 12 and 1. I said 12 o'clock. That's what I mean. Don't believe that. Then he said, well, if they can't follow by my rules, you know what he said, Pastor. They ain't going to be in my house. Don't believe that either. So they ain't going to put kids out. And then Pastor, you gracious looked at him and said, well, well, if you do that, then if they don't know how to navigate this world don't you think you may want to let them stay a little longer so you can kind of help you know groom them so they can navigate when they get out there as opposed to just throwing them out to the wolves pastor he won't hear none of it yes i was pastor. in the beginning right. i can't say pastor Nick, let me, and, let me. And, and, and when i use the term somebody else's kids when they're grown because i'm saying my role now changes i'm no longer your parent i'm your mentor I'm your, I'm somebody who can give you counsel and advice, but I can't tell you what to do anymore. Wow. You three, okay, you're going to get a spanking. Okay. You 23, you're a grown man. You smell just as musty as me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it used to be trying to, trying to tell you I'm a grown <laughs> blank man. You know, you try to tell a grown blank man what to do. So all you can do is just shine that light the way you do with anybody else that's grown. But go ahead, Leon, we like to hear you. Look, you know, it's always another side. <laughs> always another side. So, so I'm the I'm the type of guy that uh pretty much um I, I'm not as militant as my wife said is. So I basically have a lot of mercy and grace. I do. I mean, I love helping people. I, I don't care who they are. They can be my own children. My thing is, after about the third or fourth admonishment, I'm probably gonna drop the hammer on you. So when I drop the hammer on her, she wanna say I'm militant. But all that mercy before that, that's what she. That's what most time people don't see. But what the thing is, his his mercy has a time limit. Yes, yeah. mercy has a clock. It's ticking. Strikes. Got mercy, but it's ticking. And, 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 and the challenge with, with, with expiring mercy is it don't have no ex expiration date on it. So you don't know when it's going to expire. You just have to taste the milk and find out that it's sour. I don't see no date on this milk. <laughs> but it's interesting. Mercy ain't supposed to sour. It's supposed to be an MRE, ready to eat military food, speaking of authoritative. But I digress. Go ahead, Leandro. I'm trying to tell y'all I'm not that bad. Listen, my mercy really doesn't run out. It just gets um right just right there at the end. If I don't if I'm asking you to do something trash or whatever the case may be, and I keep walking in there seeing the trash climb up and fence to crawl across the countertop, you know, I'm going to probably walk in the house and say, Listen, I need y'all to turn the television off. Give me your cell phones. Now she calls that militant. I'm looking at this trash for three days. I want the cell phone, turn the TV off, and don't turn it back on until you call me or take pictures of the trash sent to me. Now, to me, that's not military. He said, take a picture. I'm going back out, uh, uh, Deidre. I'm going out. Y'all send me a picture when y'all getting y'all. Okay. Sonia, I'm with you, but go I'm ahead, Leandro. Go ahead, Leandro. You strike. I'm the third time. And you ain't paying no bills? Uh, now, I will say this. I will say this. Everything the pastor has said. Oh, this sounds God true. I can stay, I can stay here flat-footed before the Lord and say this. Everything Pastor has said, I have always taken to heart. 
and I always meditate in it. And I always make the adjustment. When you said don't treat them like your um your kids, mm-hmm. I had to I had to make that adjustment. I had to make that adjustment. Pastor Nichols, listen, even if I did not believe it, mm-hmm. what I was doing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. because I'm under the authority of the man of God, I had to make that adjustment in the sight of God. Now, you know, that, that right there is the key. And everybody needs to hear what he just said. What I was doing wasn't working. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And we have to get in our mind at a certain point. Okay, I've been doing this and it's not working. And uh, even though what I'm being presented to is so new and... Um, and the thing that I, I'd like to say, and one of the techniques, uh, Jerron, that I, I tell the couples when I either counsel them or when they go through my boot camps is when you go home, this is not going to immediately work. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I always say that because people think that, okay, well, pastor said, do this. I did it and she didn't change. Or I did it and they still crazy. Or I did that and the kids in the trash and I'm still looking at my phone. They ain't send me no picture of the trash. <laughs> you know, I'm still waiting on my trash picture. And and, um, and, and we think, and, and one of the things I tell people is, you've been doing it the wrong way for 10 years. Mm-hmm. How do you expect trying it the right way for 10 minutes going to all mm-hmm. of a sudden work? Hey Amen. That's a master yeah, key. It was. You know, it, it that, that that's just not it. You've been drinking for 10 years. Uh, you've been smoking for 10 years. And, you know, they tell you, well, just get, get, chew some nicotine gum. You chew that nicotine gum for 20 minutes. I'm like, give me a cigarette. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this nicotine gum don't work. You know? <laughs> of course it ain't going to work in 10 minutes. You know, it's, it's, you, you have to, you know, I, I tell people all the time, one of the things that I thought was so powerful that someone brought out to me, Moses in his earlier stage in Egypt was there for 40 years, the prince of Egypt. And um, for 40 years, he had been under Pharaoh. For 40 years, he had been in, in that system. When he finally got convicted and God sent him into the wilderness, I said, Y'all do know how long he was in the wilderness before he came back to rescue God's people? 40 years. God says, if the devil had you 40 years, I need you 40 years. Uh, Amen. And see, we want to get healed and fixed and miracled and all of that. And I just want God to perform a miracle. Just take the cigarette smoke out of my mouth. And I think sometimes when people give their testimonies, they mean well, but what they don't understand is everybody else thinks it's supposed to work that way for them. You ever heard somebody, uh, Tidra, get up and testify, when I got saved, God just took all the smoking and drinking out of me? You ever heard somebody get that testimony? Everybody else sitting back like, you know, everybody else sitting back like, man. I, 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 I still got some wine at the house. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't working. Uh, uh, so what's wrong with me? You know, me, me, you know, me and my wife just have this lovely marriage, and you and y'all was fighting on your way to church. I mean, it's like y'all got out the car and had to put on the smile. Don't you hear the door? The first yeah. three boot camps. The first three boot camps we went to. Was mad. <laughs> I remember. 
But Listen, I've kept you all long enough. This has been great. We'll have to get y'all back again. But uh, Tija, Jerron, can you all still, I know you're frozen, but can you all still communicate? We can. All right. Any closing thoughts you all would like to share with us? Uh, I, I just really love, y'all, if you ever get a chance to go to either our boot camp or one of our marriage retreats, and you listen to these two couples, they will blow your mind. Amen. The last retreat, we I've been training them, these, these couples, and there's two other couples, um, uh, uh, Robert and Jude, and uh, who's the other couple, guys? Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Melissa. Melissa. And, uh, and then we're bringing on a new couple. We just brought them on recently, and that is Bert and uh, Nakia. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, God, two years ago, when when my wife left and I did not want this to stop, God gave me this idea of a marriage power team. I spoke to these couples. They were all in. And I spent two years let, letting them watch me and training them, giving them my notes. And then the last camp when, you know, well, actually the one before that, I watched them in operation. And I was like, thank you, Holy Ghost. Because it's not about me. It's not about grace. It's about your truth. It's not about the fact that I'm an author. It's about the fact that I wrote what you gave me to write. And now people can take that same truth, that same word. You know, Moses ain't around teaching us about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. He wrote them, but he ain't around still teaching them. He yeah. wrote it down. So now other people can teach them. Jesus yeah. ain't still here teaching about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He lived it, but somebody else wrote it, and now we're teaching it. Man. And so this is what you all don't know how much this blesses me. But but uh, just give me some closing remarks. And I want to hear from all four of you all. So start with you, Gerard, then Tidra, then Sonia, then uh, Leandros. Um, something that I've actually learned through this entire process, being connected to this ministry, um, this marriage ministry as well, is not to give up. I think, um, like you said, Pastor, I, I actually use this stuff on my employees. I, I had a meeting the other day. You know what I said? Offenses will occur. <laughs> so I think, um, uh, it, we have to stay the course. Um, God has a plan. And it's only going to fail if you give up. So mm -hmm. that that's my only advice. You just can't give up. Um, as long as we have breath in our bodies, um, I think it'll be just fine. But we have to stay the course. Amen. Tidra, give us something to close out with. And I'll just add to that. I think um, investing in your marriage through things like this boot camp and not just going one time, because you said it, Pastor, just because you come to one counseling session or to one boot camp, it's not going to fix 10 years of a bad marriage or five years of a bad marriage. Continue making the investment and going to as many as you can, um, because since we've been involved, as I said earlier, I think um, you alluded to it when I wrote, sent the message out to the power team that us being in this ministry has really been part of the glue that has held us together. Um, mm. I'm not sure what our marriage would look like if we hadn't been a part of the <laughs> ministry, honestly, because um, we've grown and learned so much uh, about what it means to be married. And just like you, Sonia, you know, we don't come from a family or I don't and you don't either. Mm -mm. Um, we, we didn't see marriage. You know, if, if people mm. were married, they were divorced. Um, baby mamas, baby daddies, that's what we grew up in, you know. So, again, God has given us this thing, guys, and, and we have to take it serious. And I believe we can bless others. Awesome. Mm. Amen. Jump in, Sonia. Amen. So, the last thing that Gerard said, I remember when Pastor came to us and asked us, mm -hmm. um, 
that we want to be a part of the, uh, the marriage power team. And I was nervous. I was like, we still arguing like cats and dogs. We didn't have to figure out what, 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 what in the world? Why is this? I want to Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole point was, you know, and I think Pastor has probably said it in numerous messages, it's not about me. It is not about me. It's what I can share my testimony. And I had, you know, to move myself out of the way, mm -hmm. you know, and get past, you know, the nervousness, the embarrassment of telling people, you know, because on the outside, you know, you wear the smile and you wear the mask all the time. So people think everything is great and grand, you know, everything coming up roses. But even with those roses, you have thorns. So it's about sharing our testimony and encouraging others. And if this will help another couple, then it's all been well worth the ride and, you know, to God be the glory. So I thank God for Amen. that. Amen. Can I just give us a quick nugget? A quick nugget. I got three points I want to make. Teacher, <laughs> <laughs> he been going to my class too long. My minister's been <laughs> exactly. I got three points. You got to give me three points in the clothes. Go ahead. Three point preacher I ever see. <laughs> Point number one, uh, and this is so true. Uh, number one, you can't change a tire with a hammer. Mm. And a lot of us marriages are stuck on the side of the road and we trying to change. We don't have the right tools. Mm. We gotta, wow. We don't have the right tools. We just, I'm riding by and like, bro, you know, you got a hammer out there, don't you? <laughs> All he's going to do with that helmet is beat that car up. He got the wrong oh, tools. So okay. you have the wrong twos or you don't have no twos. Okay. Right? Second point I want to make is um, it's not the dog's fault. It's not the dog's problem. Y'all know about the dog whisper come on TV all the time? Uh-huh. Every person that came on there with a dog blamed the dog. And the man made an adjustment to the people and solved the problem. It was mm -hmm. never the dog. That's my okay. second point. All right. And my third point, I want to say this because this is very important. This is very important. Uh, this is the reason why I came to Victoria's Praise. When my wife left the first time and said she needed a break, this is right here what I want to read, Pastor, what really ministered to me. And this is what I knew I needed to do. And I would tell anybody, you're not going to defeat this enemy that's destroying your relationship or your marriage by yourself. You have got to follow God's protocol. We have got to be in the house of God and we have to submit under the authority of the man of God, because there's an anointing that flows down from the man of God, and that anointing gets on us. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that this is what this is what blessed me. This is Deuteronomy 17, 8 and 9. If there arise a matter too hard for thee in judgment between blood and blood, between plea and plea, and between stroke and stroke, being matters of controversy within thy gates, then thou shalt rise, arise, and get thee up into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Victorious praise. And thou shalt come unto the priests, uh, the Levites, Pastor Nichols, the elders, and unto the judge that shall be in those days, and inquire of your conflict, and they shall show thee the sentence of judgment. They're going to show you the way. And thou shalt do according to the sentence which they of that place, which the Lord shall choose, shall show thee, and thou shalt observe to do according to all they inform thee. Mm. That's where I get my strength from. Wow. That's why I'm in conflict resolution. That's what, matter of fact, Pastor Nichols, we are going through the whole class again with you. When we finish it up, we'll take a break, and we're coming right back around that mountain again. 
Awesome. If that's where I get my strength from, that's why I'm in church on Sundays. That's Amen. why I'm in church on Wednesdays. That's why I fight to get to boot camp, although I got a business. And that's why I do what I do. Awesome. Well, listen, you all have been phenomenal. The feedback, uh, uh, those online, tell me how you feel about these couples. This has been tremendous to get this real talk from real couples, blended families, grown kids, conflict, uh, newly uh, uh, seven years married, 27 years married, just absolutely tremendous. And uh, I just want to thank you all. And we're going to keep you all informed. We're going to keep our stuff going. And I just want to thank you all for being there for me. You know, we that are strong bear the infirmities of the week. And so uh, remember I told you all about on Sunday, when you get tired of being the one picked you up and you might give up, but you never know when you might fall. Amen. And so I can say without a doubt that these power couples have, you know, I perhaps was there for them, but Amen. now they have been there for me to Amen. see the fruit wow. of my labor Amen. and to see what God gave me is real. It is the truth. And uh, we're going to keep pray, preaching it and teaching it. Listen, before we get off, I want you all to sow a quick seed, if you don't mind. Uh, um, I um, This is a podcast, and um, but it's also a ministry. It's also a church. And this is vitally important to me that we maintain and continue to this um, doing this this platform that we're on all the different resources, uh, the ministry, the church. And I would love for you all to sow into it. You're not sowing into me. The church takes care of me. Uh, if you all don't give a dime, they still gonna give me my salary. But uh, um, if you all have been blessed by this, those of you that may be listening on the podcast a little bit later, go to victoriouspraise.org slash giving or download our mobile app, or you can text VPF Give to the number 77977. I'm going to sow a $21 seed. If you're able to do that, it goes straight to our ministry. It helps us to continue to do work like this and continue. We got so much more that we have on the inside of us. We got other boot camps and retreats. We want to do something special. I'm thinking about doing, guys, I'm thinking about doing a cruise next year. And uh, the idea is, I can't remember, Tidra and Dron, did you all go on the cruise with us the last time we did a couple's cruise? No, we didn't make that one. No. Okay. Uh, uh, I remember, but it was a great event. So what I plan on doing is I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to make it a family cruise and we're going to have something for everybody. So it's going to be couples, it's going to be singles, it's going to be youth, and uh, we're going to have all three different components going on at the same time on the cruise, along with Pastor Will. I may even throw in a couple of morning manners in there. I don't know, but we'll see. But uh, we're planning that right now. And I just want to thank you all. So when you support us, you support us being able to continue to minister. So thank you all for this. If you haven't done so, please, please Follow our podcast. This is called the Relationship Bootcamp Podcast. Let me give you the, the easiest way to follow us. But if you are on any podcast platform, just look for the Relationship Bootcamp with Pastor Will or look up Pastor Will Nichols on any podcast platform. And um, there's also a link that I just put um, in, in your chat. Um, which gets you to 
the host that hosts our podcast and they they put it out to all the other podcast platforms. If you go there, you can pick any podcast platform and then follow me. But you got to follow me, y'all. You got to follow me. So again, thank you all. I didn't intend to keep y'all for a whole hour, uh, but this was really good stuff. So uh, I tried to limit my podcast to about 35 minutes, but you all were real good. So thank you all, everybody. I appreciate your seed. I appreciate your attendance. Please share this. If you're on right now, hit that share button right now. Tell somebody they need to listen to this. Uh, Tell somebody they need to uh, uh, watch this and allow them to be blessed. And I want to appreciate everybody that came on and for your feedback. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for this day. Lord, I thank you for the seeds that have been sown into the ministry. I thank you for the words that have been sown into our hearts. Now, Lord, we leave this place, but not your presence. We take the Lord with us. Let the seeds grow. Let the orphans be a blessing and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus name. Amen. And remember, don't just live life, live a victorious life and have an amazing day. You all have a good day. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.